Hi, welcome to you, me, and TV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of Seinfeld. Seinfeld was created by Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. Season one premiered on NBC on July 5th, 1989, and it aired for nine seasons. All nine seasons are currently streaming on Hulu, and the pilot episode title is The Seinfeld Chronicles, although it does have some alternate titles, including Good News, Good News Bad News, and Pilot. Yeah, and there is an episode of Seinfeld from, I think, season four that's titled The Pilot, and that's something different. This is the pilot episode. Yeah. Not the episode titled Pilot. The, well, this no, one not is... not titled The Pilot. Yeah. This feels like this would be an episode. So what's the deal with the episode oh, title? Gosh. <laughs> All right, so okay. hey, look, we that was terrible. Uh, we all know, I mean, I'm assuming we all know the show Seinfeld. Some people know. I've talked to people who have never seen the show before. Did you keep talking to them after that revelation? Immediately. <laughs> but uh, what we always do is we start off by reading the description for whatever streaming site it's on. And again, mm-hmm. we said this is on Hulu, mm-hmm. um, which is, again... This is awesome. The Seinfeld, the whole se- the whole series is on Hulu. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, but here's what they've got for their description here. In the Emmy Award winning Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld provides a hysterical look at life as a single adult in the 90s. That's a pretty, that's pretty accurate. It is. It really, I mean, with a show that's as iconic as Seinfeld, it really seems like an oversimplification, but I mean, it's accurate, I guess. I would say so. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a show about nothing. But uh, yeah. pretty much that is what it's about, though, being a single adult in the 90s, really sure. in like the big city, too, mm-hmm. you know, in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, let's, 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 what do we want to do? What do we want to start well, talking we talk about? talk a little bit about the background of this show? Yeah, let's we, do it. So, to, to well, get ready for the, this episode yeah. of our podcast, we watched a little documentary. What was that called? Oh, that was called Seinfeld in the beginning or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it was on YouTube and I think it's a special feature on the DVD. It's like an hour long documentary. Yeah, but you can find it on YouTube and it's really interesting. We yeah. got a lot of good information from that. Yeah, and so um, we'll get into that too in a second. Really what we do here, if this is your first time listening to, um, we talk about first episodes of TV shows, mm-hmm. give a little bit of background about it. Mm-hmm. Also break down the episode, go through it kind of point by point mm-hmm. and kind of relate it to our own lives too because yeah. it's about you and me. And also TV. That's what the show is called. That's what it's called. What's the deal with podcast titles? Okay. <laughs> well, actually, we got our podcast title because it comes from you, me, and Dupree. And of course, oh, all our fans okay. out there are Dupree's. Stop trying to make Dupree's happen. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> I'm doing it for the Dupree's out there. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about, about the background of Seinfeld. There was a lot of stuff when we were doing some research on mm-hmm. this. I didn't know about it. Yeah. So... We mentioned when it premiered, July 5th, 1989. And if you know anything about like TV shows, that's not when shows usually come out. They don't come out on July 5th. Typically, they would come out in the fall. They don't even air new episodes of things on July 5th. That's Mm -hmm. like the day after a holiday. Like that's not, it's the middle of the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that because, you know, that was just a couple weeks ago and they were talking about it's the 30th anniversary of Seinfeld. And I was like, that's so weird. Why why would it come out then? But we found out that Mm -hmm. the pilot, when they aired it, was pretty much it's they mentioned in that documentary it was like well somebody you know maybe well i guess that was when it got picked up later on where they said maybe somebody owed them a favor or something like that (laughs) but um it was a sort of a one-off special yeah yeah so jerry seinfeld was a comedian who had kind of gained some popularity because he appeared on Johnny Carson and he um did well on that he did well he got the uh the okay sign yeah which i guess is a 
it's a big uh, deal an important stamp yeah. of approval for comedians you know what they were not they were talking about that or ellen degeneres was talking about that in her stand-up special on netflix yeah. recently how she was on johnny carson and got his uh, approval and that like made all the difference for her career so that's like a thing oh yeah yeah and it happened for jerry seinfeld and um so because of that he was asked to put together this like 90 minute special that was going to air um in lieu of saturday night live one night um while they were like on vacation or whatever um so he worked together with um his friend larry david and larry david was also a working comedian in Uh manhattan uh in new york and also uh i think at this point a writer he had written briefly on saturday night live yeah yeah and if you don't know him he's the creator and the star of curb your enthusiasm yes yeah and he he's just a joy Although when I picture him, um, if you're familiar with Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know what he looks like. But uh-huh. if you uh, do yourself a favor and look up what he looked like in the 80s or maybe the 70s, it yeah. looks wild. Yeah. So Jerry and Larry together were going to create this 90 minute special um, for NBC that was basically it was going to be called the Seinfeld Chronicles. And it was going to be about like a comedian going through his daily life and how that influences his act. Yeah, because so I think it was going to end with a little bit of uh, some stand up or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't want to just do a straight stand up special. Right. Certainly not for 90 minutes. Right. Um, but uh, it would show how everything kind of came together, which is sort of like um the curb your enthusiasm special that came mm-hmm. out before that aired where it's all leading up to his big stand-up special yeah. and how that kind of came together in a way it's a little bit like that although yeah. he doesn't actually do stand-up on that yeah we'll but, do curb down the road and we'll right. get into that more but it's kind of a cool idea for a special it too is. they don't end up doing that no because um they sat down to write that and kind of didn't feel like they had enough material to go for 90 minutes and felt like it would lend itself better to like a typical 30 minute sitcom and in a way yeah and in a way it still kind of follows that same structure too Mm -hmm. where you we see if you're familiar with seinfeld the show usually there's a stand-up sort of monologue in a way in the beginning that sets up the episode and and loosely ties in with it first you'll they'll like cut back well i think on the rest throughout it on the pilot they do but i yeah. think in general on the show they usually do it in the beginning and at the end sometimes i don't think they do it through the middle i don't know maybe they do i feel like they do but uh, you've I'm watched it sure. more than i have yeah um actually you've seen you've seen all the episodes i've seen every episode many many times this was like seinfeld um was very important to my upbringing i feel like it, it was a show that my parents loved my dad especially yeah and like I, I think I talked about when we did our full house episode, that was like appointment view and f- viewing for me. For my parents, it was Seinfeld. We had to be there to watch Seinfeld. And even though I was a really little kid, I would watch with them. And I, um, I'm really grateful to my parents that they like instilled this l- love for comedy and an understanding of like how a person should be funny yeah. um, at like an early age. So. Well, I'm glad too because I do a little comedy myself. So yeah, I'm you glad do. that you find that appealing. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, this show too, it, it's kind of interesting to me because you mentioned you watched it when it was on and mm-hmm. you've seen all the episodes. Mm-hmm. I've also seen all the episodes, but I did not watch this when it was on. Like oh. I never watched it new. Um, 
and I saw the episodes before streaming too, yeah. which means I, I mean we were very little kids when this yeah was yeah out yeah new, but I did watch it. <laughs> but so that means I and I also never sat down specifically to watch it in syndication. So mm-hmm. that means that somehow I watched enough TBS that <laughs> I saw every episode of Seinfeld, which is kind of crazy because in this day and age that wouldn't happen as much. Yeah. You would you know go out of your way to see every episode of something. This is just something I happen to have seen every episode of, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of a cool you know different. Uh, kind of time period sort of thing generational thing Um, but anyway that 30 minute special Mm -hmm. um, the test audiences when they showed it how'd they Mm -hmm. feel about it Gia? They hated it (laughs) it did not do well with test audiences Um, but it did do well with critics when when they aired it Um, and so one of the NBC executives uh, Rick Ludwin um, based on all that critical praise they were getting for the show um, became a really big advocate for the show and he pretty much begged and convinced um, his superiors to um, order the show to series. Um, They got a four episode order so it was like that pilot that had already aired plus four episodes for a a five episode season one which um, at the time at least was the shortest ever order for a a series like (laughs) those four episodes was the shortest they mentioned that documentary too that um jerry was like pretty confident he was like okay this is gonna happen and we're good but everybody else was like what four episodes this (laughs) is terrible yeah but rick ludwin does get a lot of credit he he um also gave up part of his personal budget uh with nbc um as part of this deal to get the show made. Rick Ludwin. Yeah. You, you changed the course of history he, and television. He did. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. And he's in the uh, documentary, right? All these guys are in the doc. A lot of mm-hmm. them are. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of cool to see all these people. The documentary is from like 2004, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but too. it's very cool. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so they did, after this pilot aired, um, order the show to series, but they had, the network had one note um, that was like a condition that they like absolutely had to follow um, in order to get the show made. Um, And that was, they had to add a female character. Um, Because in the pilot, they have a female character, um, but it's just a waitress and it's not a big part. Yeah, but they they wanted like a fourth, like big, big character. Who they cast. Um, they cast Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Elaine, um, which means she's not in this pilot episode, unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately, she's yeah. not, although we talked about her a lot in our Veep episode, yeah, which you can listen to. Yeah, She's great. Yeah, that's our most listened to episode, by the way, Veep. Oh, that, that makes sense. It's a really good show. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned, too, that they just had that one note the network did, mm-hmm. um, but they also did butt heads a lot with Larry David. They did. The network did um, throughout this for episode order and also just as the series went on right um they butted heads a lot and i think uh, so larry was like very stubborn and really fought for like the creative integrity of the show Uh whereas jerry was more kind of uh, he was like happy to be there yeah he was happy to be there (laughs) he was kind of like a go with the flow kind of guy kind of more of an agreeable person to work with and i think that dynamic between the two of them is what kind of led to the success of, I would si- think so, yeah. of Seinfeld is like Larry like really fighting hard for what his vision of the show was and then Jerry being the one who would like go into the meetings and and actually deal with people. Right. Because yeah. I think they said in that documentary Larry wasn't even allowed to be in the room for some of those meetings because he would be such a jerk about it. Yeah, and I think after the um 
pilot aired too. He was like, just didn't, it's not that he didn't want anything to do with it anymore, the show, but mm-hmm. I think they said that he just like, didn't think anything was going to happen. It's over. It's yeah. done. I'm moving on. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, if you've ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, I, it's based on his real life persona. So yeah, I would imagine it's, it's, he would get into lots of fights with people. True to life. And if you are familiar with Seinfeld, you may or may not already know this, but um, Larry David was the inspiration for the George Costanza character on Seinfeld. So um, there's a an arc to the to the uh, season four of Seinfeld where they are trying to, Jerry and George are trying to get a sitcom made. That's where that the pilot episode yeah. comes in? Yes. It's very um, meta. Okay. Yeah, and, um, and the way George behaves in some of those meetings is how Larry was behaving in real yeah, life. Yeah, they, they talk about that yeah. in the documentary. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of background about uh, how Seinfeld yeah. came together. But again, we do recommend you watch that on YouTube if you can find it. Uh, Seinfeld, How It Began or something yeah, like that. Yeah, especially if you're a big fan of this show like like we are. It was yeah. really interesting. I think it just came up as a recommended clip on a, a recommended video on YouTube. Yeah, good job, YouTube. You, you know what? <laughs> YouTube doesn't get enough credit. No, I'm just kidding. They're fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about this pilot episode all right let's get into it and as we've mentioned we love the show seinfeld i don't love this pilot the pilot itself well it grew on me i watched it two or three times yeah it's, to it's prep not for like the it's podcast. bad it, it's different though they, they made changes yeah. before they went in to do the actual show yeah um but uh yeah, yeah we and do, even larry david has said he has a hard time watching this pilot yeah he doesn't really it, like it yeah. and he wanted some other things i think yeah. to happen that didn't happen uh-huh. but um but yeah let's get into it and okay. and but just a side note too, yeah. If you're not watching Seinfeld, you've never seen Seinfeld, you need something to throw on as sort of background noise. It's on Hulu. Yeah, get it, check it out. Yeah, or and if Hulu, you're just a fan of it, you might not know it's on Hulu. You I might feel have like forgot. people don't know. It was real big when it came out on Hulu when mm-hmm. Hulu got the rights to it, and even on Hulu, um, they like categorized some of the episodes. They got all the ones with like David Putty, uh, oh, yeah. Patrick Warburton's character. Yeah. They've got all the ones with like breakups. They've got a top ten of Hulu favorites. Yeah, so. It's kind of cool with the the different things on the menu there to look mm-hmm, for. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so do you want to read us the episode description for sure. the uh, for the pilot episode? Yeah, this will set it up. So um, Jerry and George argue whether an overnight visitor Jerry is expecting is coming with romantic intentions. They mentioned on this documentary too about how what they wanted to focus on with this show was the gray areas of social interaction. <laughs> that's and this is a gray a nice area of, of social it. interaction. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's uh, we'll kind of see this as we go through the the plot of the episode. But one of the things that makes Seinfeld great is that the focus was really on the comedy and and the dialogue and mm-hmm. um the um they weren't really concerned with like telling here, a lesson giving a moral yeah, at the end a, of it a moral or like um relationship development between any of the characters <laughs> or even um personal growth on the part of any of the characters oh, yeah. the way like a lot of shows are right they really were just trying to be funny just trying to be funny and uh that was kind of groundbreaking i think at the time <laughs> yeah jason alexander mentioned in that documentary that when he read the pilot script he said it 
it felt like a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. And that he actually kind of felt like he was doing a Woody Allen impression when he was doing the the part of George. Yeah. Which, when you watch it back, you can kind of pick up on that when he's talking about For sure. signals and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that part. Uh-huh. But, but let's start off with the opening, uh, I guess the cold open, opening credits type of uh, part. We got Jerry performing stand-up. Pretty mm-hmm. familiar if you watch the show. Yeah. But it, it looks a little different here, and they kind of fade in and out with the opening credits. Yeah, um, yeah. And... Uh, and the um, the bit that he's doing in the beginning, normally those bits kind of deal with the content of the episode, but this one yeah. doesn't end up tying in in any sort of way. No. Um, but it's kind of a funny bit, talking about how um, we're all out right now, yeah. and that's what everybody, everybody wants was to out do. out at the comedy show, and yeah, we all want to go out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, we're all we're all out right now. This <laughs> is this is the the thing we've all been aspiring to do. But what happens when you go out? You just got to go back home. It, yeah. That delivery was not good, but the bit <laughs> itself is not that great. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's like Jerry Seinfeld's like trademark uh, observational yeah. humor, um, which an- another thing that I think makes him and uh, Larry David work well together is um, like Jerry has these uh, observations yeah. that he makes that are um, interesting and then it seems like Larry David is maybe in, able to spin those into an interesting story. Yeah, I think so too. An interesting dialogue. Because we watched Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up special on uh-huh. Netflix. His It's new. Like it came uh-huh. out like last year or the year yeah. before and we actually didn't watch much of it because the, the whole like fift- first 15 minutes were like you get into a car but you get onto the train. What's going on with that? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't, that's just how language works, man. Like, and like, yeah. you know, I like Jerry Seinfeld and I've watched some of his stand up that I enjoyed a lot, but uh-huh. I, I just couldn't get through that special. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think the partnership between the two of them is what really makes Seinfeld <laughs> as great as it is. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, although we have been, you know, not to criticize Jerry Seinfeld's stand up mm-hmm. and we have been watching some of his comedians in cars getting coffee, which mm-hmm. I originally mm-hmm. didn't really like that show that much, but we just threw on the new season where we had Ricky Gervais on. Yeah, I think it's fun. the reason we don't like it that much is too much focus on cars a lot of focus on cars i don't care i care about the comedians not so much about the cars Sorry. a little bit about the coffee a little bit a little bit <laughs> um so anyway he does that whole bit uh, right there about going out mm-hmm. and um, we see the title cards going on and, and stuff like that we hear that trademark music yeah that that background music that i'm sure you're familiar with that has like that beatboxing in it um, and that's, is it beatboxing? Yes, it is. It's oh, the okay. composer, Jonathan well, Wolf. And it's on a synthesizer. The, yeah, he recorded all the beatboxing sounds and also like all the other sounds is on a synthesizer. Is that what beatboxing means? Yeah, and he's what playing. What do you think beatboxing means? Like he's making the sounds. With, with his, his mouth? With his mouth. He's going. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. I assumed I, it was a bass guitar. No, because I, I had heard it before <laughs> and I looked it up to to verify and when I was doing the notes. But then the other part that that's a synthesizer right yes so all of the sounds like the beatboxing and all the other sounds he recorded all of that into a synthesizer okay. so what he's actually playing is a synthesizer through of his voice some of it is of his voice and some of it is of like other sounds wow yeah look at that you're learning stuff here on I you know. me and tv yeah oh my goodness yeah. so next welcome. time your friend pulls out his bass get not your friend just the listener's friend pulls yeah. out his bass guitar and starts playing yeah. the uh the Seinfeld not, theme. Say no, guitar. it's all beatboxing. 
So get put that away. Nobody wants to hear you doing the Seinfeld theme on your bass guitar. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bass players always do that. Yeah. I used to play in a band in high school. and uh, Actually, I don't think our bass player ever did that. But um, but you guys did have a fog machine. So look, we had a fog machine cool. when I was playing a show one time. It was very exciting. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Jerry's doing a stand-up. We're hearing that um, beatboxing music. One thing I thought too about his stand-up in there when he's like, this is out. This is what we're all doing. It's so fun. I was uh-huh. trying to think of other circumstances where we've been out like that uh-huh. because, you know, that's kind of a, it is a fun observational thing. I was thinking, yeah. of, I, I feel like I must've seen this pilot not too long ago before this. Cause I remember we went out this year. Um, you were really wanted to go out for New Year's and we didn't mm-hmm. go out for New Year's, but we went out for Valentine's day mm-hmm. to Franklin park conservatory here mm-hmm. in Columbus. Yeah. It was super fancy. Yeah. It was. Wines, chocolates. Mm-hmm. They had one of those things where a woman is, uh, suspended from the ceiling by like oh, curtains scar- like scarf curtain things yeah. like twirling around mm-hmm. and stuff like that it was a big fancy you know they have weddings there and stuff like mm-hmm. that too and everybody's like dressed in suits and i was like i remember thinking when i was there is like we're all doing the thing right now that everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be doing yeah <laughs> here we're we are out. and we're outs yeah it was very exciting yeah it was. That's, that's what it reminded me of when yeah. he's talking about stuff <laughs> like that so i don't know spot on yeah Just, um <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the the opening scene after the title cards and everything. So now we're at uh, Pete's Luncheonette, which if you're familiar with Seinfeld at all, where they normally hang out and uh, eat is Monk's Cafe. But in this pilot, um, it looks a little different and it's called Pete's Luncheonette. And the Monk's Cafe what it says on the outside is restaurant, mm-hmm. but not here, mm-hmm. not in the first episode. Yeah, and it's kind of like iconic, like yeah. that shot of the, the restaurant in Seinfeld. And we've been there. We've been there in real life to the place where they shot we those there, exterior right? yeah. scenes. Yeah, it's uh, in real life, it's called Tom's Restaurant. And, and it's like a Greek diner? Yeah, it's a Greek diner. It, it seemed like all of the diners in New York when you were there briefly were Greek. Yeah, and it seems like that's not just a New York thing. We've got like a Greek diner oh, in yeah, town we got here, one here in yeah. Delaware, Ohio, too. So yeah. I guess that's a thing. But um, yeah, another interesting thing about that that restaurant where those exterior shots are filmed, Tom's uh, restaurant, is it was also the inspiration for the Suzanne Vega song, Tom's Diner. I have not familiar with that song i'm sure that you know that song it's the one that goes it kind of sounds like the i dream of genie theme song i'm familiar with i dream of genie and she's just like yeah she's just like kind of um talking about like the people around her it's like i am sitting and there's a man drinking coffee or something seinfeld does observational comedy yeah so that's kind of a weird it's coincidence this is a coincidence that song came out before seinfeld yeah um but yeah i thought that was interesting well they could have chosen that specifically somebody back there i mean let's not give the production designers and whatnot let's not sell them short Maybe they might have said big Suzanne they Vegas said we don't fans. like this opening this is uh what does it say pete's luncheonette or something like that mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna we're gonna change it this says restaurant it'll be iconic on that <laughs> and also you know i don't want to get too deep here but there's a song set here that is really about in, in a way the same kind of comedy that you've done yeah it's true <laughs> and then larry just staring at him like <laughs> What? <laughs> Who is this guy? Do whatever you want. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jerry and George are sitting there, um, kind of talking over lunch, and they're talking about nothing important, which is. I'm going to stop the- you right there. They're talking about something very important. <laughs> okay. So what what we got here is George has uh, a 
purple uh, dress shirt on. It's a casual dress shirt, mm-hmm. but it's a dress shirt. Um, and Jerry is, you know, ob- doing his observational kind of, you know, bits in a mm-hmm. way. But the button, the second button. So when you wear a men's dress shirt, Gia, um, <laughs> if you're wearing a tie, you button it all the way up. Yeah. Okay. And if you are not wearing a tie, you undo that top button. Uh-huh. And Jerry's pointing out that that second button is just up too high. Mm. So it's still up very high. And I think he says, you look like you live with your mother. Um, <laughs> it's a very important thing. And he says, didn't you try it on beforehand? Uh, and George is like, no, it's purple. I, I liked it. So I so I got it. I didn't think about it. This is an issue. You got to try your clothes on beforehand. The button is too high. That's a big issue. Now, my issue is sometimes the buttons are if they're too high, I got to undo two buttons, and then I look like I'm trying to show off the chest. <laughs> Sometimes I am. Well, but. I think this is not just a men's issue. Have you, have you ever tried to put on a like a button down like a work shirt for as a woman? As a woman? <laughs> have I, you done that? I, I have but not. As a woman, it's I, even I, more of an issue when you have breasts and the the way that the buttons sit on your on your body. It becomes a bigger issue, I think, for women. So. You don't get to have that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, yeah. either way, when I so you agree with me, it's a very important point. I would say it's a somewhat important point, but it's still, it's it's very much r- right from the start. We're getting this is a show about nothing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, what what do we see after that? The um, the waitress the waitress comes in, yeah. and this waitress is was going to be a main character on the show. Yeah. It, the waitress named Claire, who's played by an actress named Lee Garrington. Now, in those the opening credits that we were seeing um, while Jerry was doing that stand-up routine at the beginning. She gets her own She gets opening. her own title card, yeah. Lee Garrington. Um, so they were planning on having her um, as kind of a big part in the show. Side note about Lee Garrington, though. I did look her up on IMDb, mm-hmm. and she's, you know been in a lot of things yeah so, so don't don't feel too bad for her but she does get written out of the show after <laughs> after this um in part because they um they brought in elaine um played by julia louis dreyfus um in like a different and a bigger role um and they didn't really need her and didn't really want to be tied to a character in a restaurant necessarily right um but also in part because she had done some um unsolicited rewrites to the script that she brought to Larry David, and he was not pleased. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. Did he not. doesn't like anybody um, messing with his uh, writing. So yeah. that didn't work out too well for for Lee. But anyway, um, the waitress Claire comes up and um, is refilling George's coffee. He's concerned that she, she's giving him the caffeinated coffee because the there's no little orange indicator on the pot to to indicate which one is decaf. Um, she says she's doing it. She can tell the difference in her head. Um, but he's very... He's um, stressed out. Very stressed which out. Which is a good way to show right there in the first like minute or so after the opening um, that George is a little bit neurotic. Yeah, like riddled with anxiety. <laughs> so you can kind of understand why um, Jason Alexander reading the script was thinking um woody allen yeah i think that, so. that neuroses is um is there yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and um then we get into sort of i guess some of the plot of the yeah. episode jerry uh-huh. talks to george and he says he got a call from laura which is a girl he met in michigan while he was performing mm-hmm. because again he's playing himself as a stand-up comedian who right. does travel the country right um and uh she's coming into town mm-hmm. and um 
they're, they're talking about, George is like, what? Who's this girl? Who are you talking about? And, you know, Jerry says that, uh, you know, he likes her. Yeah. Um, but they just had, you know, met. They kind of, yeah, we assume that they, they hung out a little them. bit when they met. Yeah, but um, he's, a, he's talking about how great the conversation was with her. And he says, talking with her was like talking to you. But obviously, much better. <laughs> that's sweet. I think <laughs> that's, that's nice. Re- that, because, I mean, that's what you want. You want a best friend. I feel like yeah. talking to you is like <laughs> talking to my good friend Anthony. Oh, but much better. But much better. Uh, sorry, Anthony. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like but, that, though. When yeah. you find someone you really, you know, you really care for and you love, yeah. it's like you can just joke around with them, right? You know, that's and that's, that's what I do with with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. and it almost that line almost makes it sound like Jerry is describing Elaine, his relationship with Elaine, oh, who's yeah. not in this episode, right? Um, but uh, but he's not. Um, so anyway, George is very excited. For, for Jerry at first that this woman is coming into town. But Jerry explains sort of the more detailed the situations uh-huh. and he says, she called this morning and said she had to come in for a seminar and maybe we'd get together. George doesn't like the sound of that There's at all. There's too many modifiers there. Yeah. He's like, she had to come into town and maybe you'll get together. Had to and maybe. So George does not think that this woman is planning to see Jerry at all. They say, why bother even calling and... and Jerry says, you know, maybe she was trying to be polite. Mm-hmm. And um, George says he's a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they really analyze all of that. Um, when we were watching it, mm-hmm. I mean, my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, it did kind of sound like, um, you know, she's got to come into town. Maybe they'll get together. It did seem like just a a friendly, hey, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, if you've never been to New York and you know someone in New York, it's like, hey, I'm coming through town. Like, she might not even have a grasp of how big it is. You know what I mean? Like, it might be like, uh, hey, I'll be in town. Maybe we can meet up. I guess. I don't know. I, do, I feel like this This is like before social media, obviously. So there's no way that Jerry is going to know that she's in town other than her having told him. So why would she even bother calling and telling him unless she was planning on seeing him? I guess. I don't know. I Maybe don't. she doesn't know. Because I know, like a few people that live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all like guys. It's mm-hmm. not like girls that I'm like, hey, I'm in town, you know, whatever. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember when we went to Chicago one time on vacation, I remember like being like, hey, I'm going to be around like in Chicago. Maybe we can meet up. But we did meet up with those people. We were planning on meeting up with them and we did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I also remember when we went to Chicago, uh, we were like going there with family and I didn't think we would have time to do a whole lot. So I didn't tell my friend who lives there that we were coming. And then we ended up running into her like when we went to get coffee. Do you remember that? And then I felt so bad for not telling her that we Wait, were which coming. Which friend? Uh, my friend Lindsay. Oh, I thought we told them. We, we went to we brunch didn't. with them. We Well, that was after we ran into them. Oh, I do remember yeah. just running into and them. And I felt like such a jerk, but like I didn't think we were going to have time to hang out, but we did and we saw them wow. and I'm sorry that we didn't tell you we were coming. We are glad we ran into you and that we got sorry, to hang out. Sorry, Lindsay and Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did not mean to be jerks. We didn't mean to we were. be jerks. <laughs> I hope you listen to the podcast. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. I don't what know if you if never listened listening. to it? What if this was a year or two later and you're you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, they were talking about me on this podcast? <laughs> well, yep. anyway. Uh, anyway, so the next <laughs> scene, um, Jerry and George are at the laundromat. Jerry's um, clothes are in the dryer. And Jerry and George are still debating um, what Laura 
uh, that that's the girl's name what she meant um when she called jerry one thing before you get to that too is jerry says you know to george when they're still in the diner he says um you know i gotta go take my laundry out put in the dryer and you know come with me or whatever and george is like "Ah, i'm not gonna watch you do laundry and jerry's like come on be a come with guy (laughs) i like that idea i would i would say uh, i'm not a come with guy I've always got my own stuff to do. If I'm being a come with guy with you, I really want to spend some time with you because normally I get my I own. I feel like in college I was like a come with guy, but I'm not so much now. Well, a got girl. like a baby yeah. and stuff. That's true. Yeah. I never was. I was always a go alone. I would go to the dining hall by myself at like 4.30 and be like, "It's I'm hungry, guys. I'm not waiting around for you. Um, but anyway, yeah, back to as they're analyzing stuff while the laundry is going on. Um there's kind of a famous or an iconic George moment in mm-hmm. there where he's talking about the signals and he's like, it's signals, Jerry, it's signals. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like snapping, snapping his fingers. Yeah. That seemed yeah. like a Woody Allen kind of vibe to me it there. It did. Signals, yeah. you gotta know the signals. Yeah, and, and the, this is where George is kind of like acting like he's like a relationship expert <laughs> throughout this episode. We'll see that George is not great with relationships. None of these characters on Seinfeld are. No. <laughs> but, but he... Uh, he thinks he's an expert here. Um, and um, they talk about how Jerry doesn't even know where Laura is staying. So he can't contact her. He just has to wait for her to call. Um, what a different time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> and also while they're at the laundromat, the Jerry and George are just kind of debating whether or not you can overdry your laundry. And Jerry does sort of a, a, a comedy bit there uh-huh. where he's talking about how it's the same reason you can't over wet your laundry once it's wet it's wet and then he does this whole bit about like if you if he's like if i killed you if you died right now and i shot you it wouldn't kill you even more and then it goes you can't over die you can't over dry yeah (laughs) it's kind of a fun little line there although i don't think that's entirely accurate you leave stuff in that dryer for too long and it gets too hot that's not good also if you shoot somebody like a whole bunch of times and you kill them yeah it's not gonna look good for you in court i listen to a lot of true crime stuff oh yeah yeah or if somebody's dead and you shoot their dead body (laughs) yeah you you can't do that as far as legally you're not supposed to be doing that. no as far as like sentencing goes you just shoot on the one time, guys. Just, wow. <laughs> we just watched the, the finale of Big Little Lies, and I don't want to give anything away, but um, had they shot that body after it was done, after it was dead? Oh, I don't want to give specifics. It would be a very different situation. situation and <laughs> they would true. all be going to prison. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, so I'd say you can overdie, and you can overdry. You could, you like, set your clothes can. on fire. I always take mine out a little bit early um, so they don't uh, shrink. Yeah. Oh, so so anyway. I don't agree with Jerry on this point. <laughs> um, and then we get a little stand-up interlude about laundry. Yeah, so this does t- kind of tie in. Yeah, it does. To the last scene. Um, it's a little bit of uh, the weaker of the stand-up interludes because he's like... I thought it was kind of cute. Laundry day is like uh, the laundry... It's the, the exciting day for the laundry. It's like the nightclub for all the laundry. You got yeah. the socks over here and they're dancing with the t-shirts. I, <laughs> I yeah. could do without those jokes. That was so dumb. Uh <laughs> And then talking about how socks disappear and things like that. I feel yeah. like there was at least one. Oh, the part about the blood. Oh, uh, yeah. That part was funny where he goes, um, uh, I've seen this uh, laundry commercial lately where they're showing that you can get blood stains out. Uh-huh. Um, is this a violent image to any of you? <laughs> yeah. like I feel like you, you've got blood stains. You've got bigger, bigger concerns. Bigger problems than laundry. <laughs> Maybe remove the harpoon from your chest <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it, it builds, you know. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, the next scene, 
um, we're at Jerry's apartment. It's very late at night. I think it's like 1 a.m. or something. Because he's a working comedian. It's like mm-hmm. after his set. Right, right, right. So Jerry's um, alone in his apartment. He's like eating a bowl of cereal, which is kind of like a trademark Jerry Seinfeld move. He's a lot of cereal. Um, but he, also, he's he looks ridiculous right now. Can we talk about his outfit in this scene? He's well, wearing like yeah. bright red pants and like a blue sweatshirt. It's ridiculous. Well, he's okay. He's lounging after a day at work. That's true. For one. Okay. I mean, you've been known to lounge. <laughs> wearing that outfit? No, but <laughs> if you were a big fan of Superman, which Jerry oh, is, then point. you he might wear in bright Superman red. Superman colors. And, yeah. Although his... Love for Superman doesn't come up in this pilot. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> I I guess uh, you have to read between the lines and look at his outfit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, he has taped the Mets game, um, mm-hmm. and he's That's watching baseball, it. right? Mets. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. What is the song? Step right up and greet the Mets. Is That's that a, a song? song? It's a song. It's yes. baseball. It is baseball. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, but there's also the Yankees. They have two te- It's confusing. They got two teams. It's confused. Yeah. Are they in different leagues? American League and what's the and other And the one? National League? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Still um, confusing. You know, it is. It is. Okay. So he's um, a Mets fan. He is. And, um, but he recorded it and so he's watching it now uh, uh-huh. after he gets off the... Uh, after off the job so yeah so and he gets so jerry gets a phone call and the way he picks up the phone and, and answers it he says if you know what happened in the mets games don't say anything i wrote i taped it hello <laughs> so it turns out it was a wrong number anyway but um so jerry's been trying to avoid spoilers all night he hasn't he says he hasn't had any interaction with any humans up to this point because he wanted to see how this game played out but then his neighbor right um knocks on the door and comes in Turns out it's uh, his neighbor across the hall, Kramer. But in this episode, he's called Kessler. He's called Kessler. Oh, interesting. Do you want, do you want to talk a little bit yeah, about that? Yeah, talk a little bit about there? that. They talked about in this documentary we watched. And um, basically, Kramer is mm-hmm. based on uh, a neighbor that Larry David used to have. In real life. Mm-hmm. And his name is Kramer. Mm-hmm. His, his last name or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Larry David didn't want... Um, to use the name Kramer because he was basing it off of this guy. Yeah, and, and, the, guy, said, and the guy had told him, you can call the character Kramer, but then I get to play Kramer. And he was like, no, you're and, not Yeah, and Larry was like, you're not playing Kramer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he knew if they used the name Kramer that this guy was going to just want to be so involved. Yeah, and insert himself into everything. And um, Which, again, they kind of use that plot later on in, in season four when Jerry and George oh, were right, in their own yeah. series. Yeah. And so they went with Kessler in this pilot. Uh-huh. But everybody else just wanted the name Kramer. Yeah, they were it's like, just, there's something about that something name. We've got to have the name Kramer. And Larry, he agreed to it. And he's yeah. like, they this guy's going to be. They ended up giving into like a lot of this guy's demands. Yeah, he had a ton of demands. Not the one that he be cast on the show, but lots of other demands. And it, it did appear too, um, based on the uh, the documentary, that uh-huh. the guy has some kind of a Kramer bus tour in New York yes, or something like that. which the which character is probably Kramer part of the... does on, okay, uh, yeah. on Seinfeld. Oh, he so has that was like probably the part of his demands too. Kramer reality yeah. tour or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. Oh. But So anyway, in this episode, he's called Kessler, but he's played by Michael Richards, right. the Kramer we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kessler, in, in kind of a... Um, a not so Kramer move knocks on the door oh, and yeah. then and then comes in when when Jerry. Um, he also has a dog, I think, that we'll see later. That I don't he, think Kramer has. a no, dog. No, I don't think so. But yeah, so he knocks and he comes in. But it is like one a.m. 
or something like yeah. that. It's the middle of the night. And when he comes in, he says, boy, the Mets blew it tonight, huh? And yeah. Ruining for Jerry, ruining the game. Yeah, so <laughs> Jerry's really disappointed about that. Also, I'm going to call him Kramer, I think, for the yeah, rest of this, Kramer. even though he's Kessler and right in this episode but we'll go with kramer um he's there to get some meat for his sandwich he's he brought his own bread and he asks jerry if he has any meat got any meat yeah which i think i feel like i've mentioned this on the podcast before i'm not sure but i I probably told you that in high school i just have this vivid memory of this kid named henry that had meat in his pockets just loose and i remember like at lunch one day he's just like you guys want any meat? <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing. Is it creepier to ask somebody for meat or to offer people meat? I think it's creepier to offer your meat unsolicited. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's that guy doing these days? You know what? I am not Facebook friends with oh, him. Oh, no. So, uh, so I do not know. He's a dead to you now. No. <laughs> not. He was, a, he was a nice guy. I sat okay. at the lunch table with him. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kramer's there to get meat. Jerry like lets him forage around his his apartment for some meat, his kitchen. Um and uh Kramer is is saying that he almost went to that Mets game that night and Jerry's like you haven't been out of the building in 10 years, which is kind of weird because we we see Kramer seen Seinfeld. Yeah, Kramer leaves the building all the time. We see that in many episodes. Yeah, so. I guess it, it seems like the idea there was that they've got a quirky neighbor that has never left, and he's yeah. so he's always there, potentially yeah. able to come in. But yeah, he does leave. Yeah, throughout the does. series. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and uh, he also says in there. What does he say? Oh, um, oh, they start talking about, yeah. He, Kramer says, I thought I wasn't allowed to be in here this weekend. And Jerry's like, no, it's okay because that girl's not coming. Which he's convinced she's not coming now that he doesn't even know where her hotel is. Yeah. 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 But, and Kramer's like, you want me to talk to her? (laughs) Like, thinking he can persuade her somehow. And as he's trying that, um, she actually calls. Yeah, which is weird because given the time of day. It's late again, at night. I think she points that out though. She, she does. does. Yeah. And um, and we find out that she is, she needs a, to be picked up from the airport mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that she wants to stay at Jerry's place. Yeah. So those are two pretty big favors that make it sound like she's definitely planning on spending some quality time with Jerry. When she I think here, at right? this point it sounds, you know, like, I mean, we mentioned before we had friends in Chicago when we went uh-huh. to Chicago. If we had called those friends up, they wouldn't think that we want to sleep with them no, like Jerry does. We were going, we were a married couple yes. going there together at the That'd time. Be a weird situation. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> they would think that we're, they're like hosting us. Yeah. You know, like they would, like they would need to entertain us. Maybe we might go out them. on our own, but we're going to be there and they're going to entertain us. Yeah. In a Which certain way. Which kind of seems like that would have been a very rude thing to. Oh, that ask, would be very like, imposing. The the night before, we would have to sleep with them if we did that. <laughs> that would be the only decent thing. <laughs> Just kidding. Joking around. Hashtag me too. Um, I don't think that. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but so yeah, but Jerry is like, yeah, you, I'll definitely pick you up. You can stay here, no problem. But now he's thinking things are going to be happening with this woman, probably. 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 Yeah. Um, so then we cut to the next day at Jerry's apartment and Jerry and George are carrying like a mattress into the apartment. This part's a little confusing. He's bringing in another bed, but it's like, did he buy another bed? Yeah, Is he just bringing he in a mattress? His parents' it's, place? I'm not sure. It's a little unclear. But yeah. you know, sometimes in pilots they cut stuff out too. So who knows? That's true. Yeah. Um, so he's, they're bringing this, um, 
this mattress in for then, Laura to sleep on. Yeah, which is weird. Um, in general, he mm-hmm. she could just sleep in his bed if he wants to be like a gentleman or whatever. Yeah, he or could she sleep, could on, sleep the couch. on the couch. She's got, yeah. got a couch. Yeah. But, um, but George has what I feel like is maybe the best line of the episode. <laughs> I think it's a really good line. It's a good line. Um, it's a douchey line, though. Yeah, but it's funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, uh, I can't believe you're bringing in an extra bed for a woman that wants to sleep with you. Why don't you bring in an extra guy, too? Yeah. He, he delivers it better than I did. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, very funny. Yeah, yeah, it is. But Jerry doesn't want to be presumptuous, um, which I think speaks well to his character. Um, he doesn't, you know, think this woman, like, owes him sex for, for staying with him. Right, so yeah. So that part kind of holds up in the Me Too Era, and I think it's true, too. too. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a little over the top to bring in an extra bed or whatever when he could just sleep on the couch or she could just sleep on yeah, the couch. Yeah, you can kind of see how things go and then... Yeah. Yeah, but it's... But I think that's the right mentality, though. not, like, expecting, like, she has to sleep with him. Although, I, w- I don't think George is wrong that it sounds like she's probably planning to. I mean, sounds like it's going to go that way. It does sound like that she yeah. said she couldn't find a good hotel in new york and i think george does point out at one point that there's like tons of hotels yeah what do you mean yeah although no airbnbs oh so. yeah no yeah mm. <laughs> um and um what and then, else uh, that's when kramer comes in with his dog okay the, the yeah, dog yeah, yeah. That i don't think we ever see again that, <laughs> that like jumps it jumps on george and um and they Kramer notices the mattress and he's like, is this for that girl? Why even give her an option? So he's okay, like, okay, now that that's, that's not a good thing. Why even yeah, get her an o- give her yeah, an option? That reminds me of, um, on, uh, always sunny when the, when, uh, Dennis has the boat and he's like the, because of the implications thing. Yeah. No, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. When Dennis has a boat, he says that. Yeah. Yeah. They the, like bring girls back to the boat and say they have, are going to have to sleep with him because of the implication. They that never explained they that, but they could murder them by yeah, throwing them out the, the boat. Yeah, that's the implication. Yeah. Why even give them an option? Yeah, so this line reminded me of that. So not not a great... Come on, Kramer. Line. Well, at least that's the worst thing that Michael Richards or Kramer will ever say. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, another thing we see in this scene is... Um, Jerry and George are about to leave um, because Jerry's going to go perform a set so they got to go but um, Jerry's worried that he hasn't cleaned the bathroom yet and George is like no filth is good because like a rock star wouldn't bother to clean the bathroom George really sounds (laughs) like he knows what he's talking about like he's an expert here he he, he Um, talks like he's an expert and now when he does say that I would always well, actually, I guess when we met in college, my place wasn't super clean. Your but bathroom is disgusting. Your kitchen yeah. was disgusting. Your bedroom was very clean. And my bedroom was clean. It was my the roommate's rest of the side of the. Was afraid to my roommate's <laughs> side of the sink was dirty. <laughs> That's not a thing. If the sink is dirty, the sink is dirty. But I, I, re- I refuse to eat anything at your apartment. <laughs> well, uh, but I, I would make things clean like i wouldn't intentionally have that filth i don't think no, you're like i don't think we've mentioned this but jerry jerry's character is kind of like a neat freak uh-huh um and you're kind of like that yeah I'm, I'm like that yeah. as well but yeah your bath your bathroom and your kitchen in college did not reflect no. that <laughs> but what do you think as a woman does this something you would notice and 
think about would yes. it be like if the men's yes. bath if the if the guy's bathroom was like super clean and nice would you be like okay this is this is good or would you even notice it i would definitely notice i would i would for sure notice if it was super gross well mine was gross and you still married me so i yeah but I, it was in spite of your bathroom not because of your bathroom Aww. yeah so i would i would definitely notice like if somebody's place was gross another thing i would notice is if they were like a dangerous driver Oh, those that's were like a big two, one. Yeah. Those were like two big things for me where it was like, oh, I can't get past that. Yeah. But but you scored points in that like your room, which was like the area that you were in charge of. Right. Was spotless. Spotless. It was very clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Then we get another stand-up interlude here. Uh, Jerry talks about dating. Mm-hmm. He talks about... Uh, um, getting his bath oh he talks about getting his bathroom yeah, ready yeah, yeah. So that's he like has this whole bit about cotton balls and how yeah. women are always using cotton balls i've never had a use for a cotton ball I never bought a cotton ball um okay i'm gonna take a guess here because mm-hmm. i don't know um but okay. when he's talking about it, it seems obvious that they're like to either i think they're to remove makeup right mm-hmm. remove makeup and um nail polish okay yeah, would, yeah yeah i would most often use them to seemed obvious for, yeah uh, jerry come on <laughs> you yeah, don't, but you don't have you don't keep cotton balls. I our, don't in our home. I don't, I don't in our residence. Nail polish. So oh, okay, yeah. yeah. What do you take the makeup off with? You just wash it. Just wash it. Huh. Just wash oh, my there face. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but he also has a line in there. He talks about um, uh, dates. Uh, mm-hmm. A date is like a job interview that lasts all night. The only difference is there's not many job interviews where there's a chance you'll end up naked at the end of it. Yeah, I thought that was a He does a whole funny, little bit with that. That's a, a fun little line. bit. Yeah. yeah, and and I feel like that's accurate. I always felt like nervous on first dates and I did feel like similar to like how I would feel in a job interview. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I never, I don't, I don't think I felt that. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 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 Well, no, mm-hmm. I was nervous on our first date. Yeah. Well, our first date, I mean, this is where these gray areas of social interaction <laughs> come in and how I probably a little bit like Jerry and that I was like unsure of how to act. Cause the first time we met, uh-huh. you know, we kissed. Uh-huh. You know, we, we, you know, we, we kissed. <laughs> um, but then our first date, like I, when you dropped me off, cause I think you drove cause your apartment was further away. Yeah. I gave mm-hmm. you just a, a very little peck on the cheek maybe. Yeah. And I didn't, so I didn't think you liked me. <laughs> I was so awkward. I mean, it was one, we were like, we didn't, I don't think you parked. So we were just like right outside of my place. And then like. I, it was just nerve. I was nervous. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> it was, and I had kissed you before, right? So, um, you know, there are those gray areas yeah, in, in it dating. Was a awkward. It, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. Yeah. But hey, worked out. Worked out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Um. But uh. Okay. Next scene. Mm-hmm. We're at the airport. Yeah, and Jerry brought George with him to to pick up Laura. So they're waiting for her plane to arrive. And um, so George is telling Jerry he'll be able to tell if Laura is like into him and planning on sleeping with him based on the greeting that she gives him. I think that's accurate. I yeah, think, I, mean, I think that's a good thought. Yeah. So yeah. any he says anything in the in the lip area is good. A hug is definitely good, unless yeah. it's one of those hugs where your hips are out real far and you're just in. Right. The, so yeah. they're they're talking about how to read the signals, which mm. we have not. Uh, I mean, that signals. makes sense. 
yeah <laughs> uh, but then laura um her plane arrives and she comes up behind jerry and puts her hands over his eyes and she's like guess who and then she like grabs both of his hands and kind of like shakes them excitedly yeah and like jerry's like looking to george and it's clear that neither one of them knows how to interpret this greeting like i would not know how to interpret that either signs yeah yeah and i wanted to talk for a minute when we see laura (laughs) about how she looks now i don't want to talk about like the actress's appearance she's beautiful sure honestly (laughs) they're all equally similar looking what i'm gonna say is it's hard to even tell what this woman looks like because you're so distracted by her very dated hair and clothes. It does not look like anything anybody who's under the age of 70 would wear. Yeah, or or, or would find attractive. It's just so weird. (laughs) Yeah, so she's got like this super short um, haircut, which I I had a similar haircut when I was in like first grade. Oh yeah, and I around the same time period. Well, wait, sort of a little later, a little later. Yeah. yeah, I cried and cried when I got that haircut. Aww. It was hideous. Fortunately, I wasn't the only one. Like that was kind of the style then. A lot of people had that haircut, All but right. it, I can't think of anyone it looks good on. It certainly didn't look good on me. I don't think it looks good on this woman, Laura. Sorry, um, but also in addition to that haircut, she's virtually can't see any skin below her neck she's got this um this floor length um like blue floral skirt and um like this pink blouse like long sleeved blouse that's Uh like buttoned all the way up to the neck and then she's got like a beige vest over that it's all it's all like kind of baggy it's a little shiny too i think kind of shiny um it's definitely not like you would see this person and be like whoa that girl's really hot (laughs) Can I tell you my theory? Okay. Okay. We were talking earlier about how the people who, um, the art designers, production designers, whatever, mm-hmm. when they came up with the um, restaurant and how that uh-huh. they wanted to do yeah. that because the reference to that song and how it's a show sure. about observations mm-hmm. and it'll be very deep. Yep, so they my definitely theory, did that. They, mm-hmm. of course they did. We got to give them the credit. These people work hard. They said, how are we going to dress this woman here coming in? This is sort of our big reveal here. Uh What's she going to look like? Is it going to be, you know, she's going to be beautiful? Is it going to be a knockout? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And and they said, what we'll do is we'll cover her from head to toe Uh because the whole premise of the episode is that women are an enigma in a way. Oh, that's true. And Mm -hmm. by covering her completely, we have, have shown symbolically that women are a mystery. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. I'm just kidding. That's stupid. No, of course they didn't do that. I don't know. It's the well, 80s. They look I, stupid. I would say if we're like trying to read signals here, this the signal that she's giving with this outfit is that she is not planning on sleeping with Jerry or with anyone ever. Right. Yeah. No. Although if this were, we were both English majors, if this were a book and it was like that, you could write, that could be, that could be an essay. That could be a whole, yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. So. Technically, if you were to break it down, what's that called in English uh, when you do a, a close reading mm-hmm. or whatever? You look yeah, directly at the text. Detail, every yeah. detail is important. Eh, you mm-hmm. know, eh, I, I don't I don't really think that. I think they're just stupid clothing. But, you know. Yeah, I think that was just like <laughs> the time and it was unfortunate. <laughs> right. Um, and so uh, the next part here, we've got some. Oh, back at Jerry's apartment. Yeah, back at Jerry's apartment. He's like showing Laura around his apartment. Tells him tells her to make herself at home. Um so then let's let's look at some of the signals Laura's giving some him. Some of in those this signals. So, you know, before we see the signals too, I was uh-huh. just thinking, I really want to know what their 
what their little day in Michigan was like. Because they yeah. mentioned that he met her when he was like touring mm-hmm. and he went through Michigan. And, and that she's like, a, sounds like what, she's a, a professor or something. Professor or something yeah. Because like mm-hmm. it's like, they must have had a really nice like day together. I mean, they must have mm-hmm. spent more than just a little bit of time together. Do you think it was like, oh, oh, what's that Ethan Hawke movie? I was just thinking that. Oh, before sunrise. Before sunrise, before yeah. sunset. There's yeah, a whole yeah, series yeah. of them. That's what it seemed like to me. Because uh-huh. I don't even. They might sleep together at the end of that. I can't remember. I can't remember. But they either. stay all night too. But, yeah, but even before they do, it's a beautiful day, day that they spend together. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like something like that? I would like, like to that. see that. Um, you want to see a Seinfeld prequel? I want to see a Seinfeld that prequel that is a romantic floor. comedy. What? Well, not even a romantic comedy, just a romance. Oh. With Jerry and what's her name, Laura? Laura. That's what I want to see. Who would be playing those characters? Jerry Seinfeld. Even now, we'll put makeup now. on him. We'll do the face app. Oh, That's okay, a thing. that'll look good. Reverse it though. Well, then you're giving data to the Russians. I, you know, I don't pay attention to anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it does sound. I would. That's interesting. I would like to see that a would romance be movie. Yeah. yeah, we'll write it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So the signals that Laura's giving off in this scene. So. Well, she's sitting on the couch and she unbuttons the top button on her blouse. Yeah, and she's like, kind of like got her legs folded up under her on the couch, kind of really making herself comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks Jerry if she can dim the lights. Oh yeah. Um, Jerry asks her if he can get her anything, and she asks if he has any wine, which is the sexiest beverage. I think we can all agree, I right? Certainly agree. Yeah. <laughs> um and um oh and she asks jerry if she can stay the next night too whoa two nights yeah and he's like yeah definitely and um so they kind of make plans that they're going to spend the next day together after she's got like a seminar thing she's going to in the morning but after that and um jerry asks what she wants to do and she says i know this sounds touristy but i just love to go on one of those five-hour boat rides around the city and and we can kind of tell that that sounds just terrible to Jerry, who's like a native New Yorker. He has no interest in doing that touristy activity, but he's like going along with it because now he's thinking like things are going to be happening with Laura. He thinks he's going to get to sleep with her. He right, thinks, because of the implication while they're on the boat. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, he agrees to that. And then um, there's a phone call and it's for Laura. And um, Jerry kind of is listening in on her side of the conversation. Um, and then she gets off the phone. What'd she say? Hmm, never get engaged. N- and then Jerry says, you're engaged? <laughs> yeah. And then she keeps talking about what it's like being engaged uh-huh. or whatever. And he goes, you're engaged? <laughs> and then he, she says something else and he goes, you're, you're engaged. engaged. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, that was tough for jerry he's not happy about that that i don't know if that reminded you at all but it really reminded me of this time that we went to um your high school reunion my 10-year high school reunion and uh one of my good friends i won't say his name Uh um he uh was was chatting up a a a young lady divorced he was recently divorced to this reunion he was talking to somebody um that we went to high school with that Mm -hmm. we we didn't really talk to i don't think much in high school Mm -hmm. and 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 she was she was looking very pretty mm-hmm. um and uh, they were talking for like a while a while like, like having a nice conversation and uh and then um and he wasn't even talking to us during this way he was no. just all but he was sitting next to us yeah um and, and uh, she I'm, was sitting on the other side yeah of him. and then at one point she like casually mentions a boyfriend she's like oh my boyfriend blah 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 and then he just mid-conversation <laughs> 
turns back toward us and just starts talking to us. Never and just, looks at her again. The you rest just, of the we night. looked over. We saw her. <laughs> her face was just kind of like, uh, like you know, what just, just happened? Like, Where did that <laughs> yeah, he just like completely like disregarded her at that she point. She just disappeared at that yeah. point. So Jerry wasn't quite that bad. He at least was still talking to this woman. Right. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> It was similar. It wasn't yeah. Great. Oh man. Look, ladies, if you're engaged or anything like that, you have to tell every man you meet as soon as you see well, them. Well, you make it Facebook official so they know. That's true. They know. Yeah. You put it out there. But they didn't have that luxury back in 1989. No, so. they did not. Sorry, Jerry. And the and so then after she's uh, talking about the her engagement um and going on about that guy she's like you know i can't wait to get on that boat (laughs) and poor jerry he's like me too and you can tell he does not really uh feel that way he is not excited to get on the boat no given uh the lack of implication right (laughs) and then um we end the episode with a another stand-up interlude there Mm -hmm. and um he talks about it's a lot about how he has no idea what women are thinking, mm-hmm. and because um, they're very subtle. Yeah, but men are more like obvious. Like we were talking about earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it really kind of ties into the whole theme of the episode, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, he talks a little bit about how about how men like honk their horns. Oh, he has that's a bit true. about how they honk their horns at girls. Like, what's their end game there? Yeah. Like, you're in the car. Yeah, which but is he, true. But yeah. he's saying they're like they're they're out of ideas, out of ideas. on how to, how to meet a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and that's that's the end of the episode there. That's it. That's um that's the pilot episode of Seinfeld. Mhm. Mhm. You know, it is weird because it's a little bit different, but we went back and we watched it several times. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. bad. It, it's, it's disappointing it's that Elaine's not in it. No, because and, she really does add. I I watched I watched this other documentary where they were talking about adding her character in and they yeah. said that she added I think luster is what Larry David said. She added okay. luster to the show. And I think that's true. And she, she knew does. Larry David because she was on um, SNL, SNL like briefly mm-hmm. uh, with him. Mm-hmm. And she had had, I listened to, she was interviewed on Dax Shepard's podcast, mm-hmm. the armchair expert. And mm-hmm. I guess she was going to be on like a spinoff of, I don't know if it was family ties or was something mm-hmm. like that. And she had sort of committed to that when the Seinfeld uh, job came up and right. like she had to like, break that off and then go with Seinfeld. It was mm-hmm. kind of a whole big thing there. That interview is very interesting. I like Julia Louis-Dreyfus a lot. Mm-hmm. She's going to be in a movie with um, Will Ferrell in the oh, future right. here, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know if there's been any trailers or They're anything like that, but it sounds, yeah, yeah, it yeah. sounded really good. And, mm-hmm. when, you know, when she's in a movie, I mean, she had that one with uh, James, James Gandolfini. Gandolfini. What was that movie called? Enough Said. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Enough Said was the name of the movie. I'm oh, I saying. thought you were telling me to <laughs> just shut up and tell my opinion on the movie and move on. I was like, wow. That's, no. that's rude. That's mean. <laughs> but yeah, you really miss her presence in this in this episode. But it's it's not a bad episode. It's still enjoyable, right? And it it only goes up from here. Well, until the finale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Finale is not good. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, in that first season again, it's five five episodes long. long but the the four other episodes, they feel more like how Seinfeld feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the set is a little bit different. Jerry's mm-hmm. apartment, it looks, the shape is the same, but some of the covers, I think, look a little different mm-hmm. and everything like that in that first episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I think the humor really holds up. The fashion sure doesn't. Fashion does not hold up. <laughs> but the humor does. The it's humor still really a very does. funny show. So yeah, if you've never watched this show, watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
if you have watched it, you should be throwing this on on Hulu all the time. We don't throw it on enough. We don't. Yeah. Where I think we'll start throwing it on more often. I think we're going to, mm-hmm. especially so, once uh, once the, the office, office leaves, leaves to Netflix. something else. Yeah. Yeah. Although I guess we can get whatever that is too. Yeah, probably. We'll I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, hey, speaking of some shows that we love, next week we're gonna be talking about boy meets world oh yeah from a similar time period but it for is a different uh, audience for different audience for the kids for the young folk it was yeah. a few years later when it came out but mm-hmm. yeah this is a special request for yes. my, my friend adam yeah who's also a listener of the podcast, also a listener of the, of the podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, a fellow dupree out there mm-hmm. um and uh my old college roommates um it was his birthday uh a week week couple weeks ago yeah so in Happy birthday. Happy Adam. birthday, Adam. And he was like, hey, a uh, special episode of the podcast, Boy Meets World. I was like, for you, Adam? Definitely. Yeah, in honor of your birthday, we're going to do it. And I love Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. that is streaming on Hulu. Yep. So check that out on there. If you never watched Boy Meets World, oh my gosh, I don't know what it would be like watching it as an adult for the first time. <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic show. And if you did not grow up with Boy Meets World, I'm sorry. Um, you're missing out. Yeah. Uh, but it's on Hulu. Um, the whole TGIF lineup is on Hulu. So mm-hmm. you get it. Well, not the whole, not like the later era TGIF when it was a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, right. But uh, but that's all on Hulu. And um, do we have anything else to say about Seinfeld before we start wrapping it up here? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's it. Oh my gosh. So hey guys, um, thank you so much for listening. You should follow us on Facebook at Yumi and TV, on Twitter at Yumi and TV Pod, on Instagram at Yumi and TV Podcast. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at Yumi and TV Podcast at gmail.com. And please, please subscribe. Give us five star review on Apple Podcasts. And um, thanks so much for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, bye. Bye.